Hi, I'm director Norman Buckley, and you're listening to Chuck versus the podcast. Hi, my name is Graham Jones, but you can call me Gray. This is my show. It's about Chuck. It's filled with interviews, the latest news, crazy co-hosts, and spoilers that'll make your day. Oh, wait, wait, I need to go back. I host these TV nights. They used to be pretty boring, but everything changed when I found NBC's new show, Chuck. Pretty soon, my TV night got pretty crowded. Guys I didn't even know were showing up the door. Big important guys. Really scary, nasty, get killed for hosting them guys. Next thing I know, these super episodes are downloaded into my brain. Which means every moment of my life, I'm thinking about Chuck. ChuckTV.net sent their top people to protect me. That's Mel and Liz. They're pretty zany. They co-host with me now as a cover. So now I must welcome you to Chuck vs. the Podcast. The first and only podcast for NBC's Chuck. This is Mel. And this is Liz. Welcome to Chuck vs. the Podcast, Episode 18, for Monday, March 23rd, 2009. This week, it's the Liz and Mel show again while Gray wraps up his current TV job. We have a lot to get to in this podcast, though, so let's go right on into it. Yeah. First, we've launched the Watch by Share campaign at chucktv.net. If you head on over there, you'll see uh, how you could do your part to make sure that Chuck comes back for another season. And instead of focusing on, you know, sending in letters or, or petitions or something right now, we thought it would be more effective if we put some numbers where the networks like to see them. So we are encouraging people to watch and we've got several different ways you can watch it. We'll make a, an impact even if you're not a Nielsen family. We're encouraging you to buy the DVDs and, and the episodes online and then share them with your friends, get other people to watch. So that's that's the gist of it. But there's a nice big button on ChuckTV.net that says watch it, buy it, share it. And you can click there and get the details and some handy dandy links as well. Yeah. And I don't know if this counts. I'm pretty sure it does. But even when the reruns are on, watch them. Yeah, it does count. So, I mean, I did mm-hmm. Monday night. Well, it was such a good one. It was uh, Chuck versus the Seduction. Mm-hmm. One of the best ones of the season. This whole season's been good, but that was yeah. one of the best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as we mentioned last time, Josh Schwartz's new web series debuted March 17th on the WB.com. The series was directed by Norman Buckley, who is also a, an editor and mostly director now on Chuck. And it follows a group of 20-somethings who frequent a rock club for various reasons. And the first four episodes are available now, so we encourage you to check it out on the WB.com. That's it for the news, but we do have lots and lots of commentary about the last two episodes, Chuck versus the Beefcake and Chuck versus the Lethal Weapon, which are called the MI6 arc. And people, it's MI6, not 006. MI6. <laughs> 006. <laughs> I'm going to change that on the forum so anytime somebody types 006, it'll say MI6. It's driving me nuts. Oh. <laughs> but Cole was MI6, not 006. Anyway... So, yeah, lots happened in those two. The first one um, generated a ton of discussion because, obviously, Sarah was attracted to Cole, and, you know, the shippers were not happy about that. I don't think any of us were terribly happy about that. It was interesting to see her react the way that she did to this this manly man, this suave spy, uh, and then to see, you know, see him try to win her over and her kind of resist. But there was that kiss. Um, he kissed her. Chuck saw it. And he sort of um, decided, okay, it's over then at that point. But that, and that was in Beefcake. And then in Lethal Weapon, 
something has changed and Sarah has, I don't know, had time to think. I'm not sure, but she's, it, I think early, early, early in the episode, she had decided that no, she's not, Cole's not what she wants. Um, and so she kind of made a point. They were the, on the show. There was, they were trying to make it seem like she was going, leaning more towards Cole than Chuck, but she was making a point to say, no, it's both of you. And, you know, I care about you too, Chuck. And, you know, I'm concerned that you're both hurt and he injured his ankle and Cole got shot and she cared about both of them. So <laughs> equally, <laughs> I'm sorry, but that was funny. That was hilarious. His, his And his, um, his slow speed chase of Picardo's character from the hospital to the, to the tech building was, Oh my gosh, that was cracking me up. It, it was so funny. It was so Chuck like it was, you know, I, I love that. And when he, when Picardo's character turns around and, and Chuck drops and starts tying his cast. His cast. <laughs> That's our boy. Quick thinking Chuck. <laughs> so. Oh, he's classic. Classic Chuck. It was classic Chuck. Classic Chuck moments. We love you, Jack. Yeah, we, we do. But, but I gotta say, Cole, you know, I could see the attraction. Yeah. And a lot of people are going to disagree with me, especially the shippers. They're going to be, no, what's the matter with you? <laughs> I'm going to catch a lot of heat for that, but I'm sorry. He was, he was attractive. Doggone attractive. And especially shirtless. Mm. But you know, he's a, he's a freebie five yes. kind of person. He's not a lifetime person. No, he's not. And you could tell. That's the thing. He's, it's a fling versus a serious relationship. Exactly. I, Chuck has a lot more um, depth, grounding mm-hmm. um, than Cole. And mm-hmm. I, I just, I think um, Sarah knew that. She knows that. Yeah. Now, I couldn't, at first, I couldn't put my finger on why, you know, she wouldn't completely fall for him. But she's an agent and so is he. Mm-hmm. So she's um, aware of what his lifestyle would be like, and it just wouldn't work. Being with Chuck isn't too easy either, but <laughs> but it has the potential to it be does. so much more. Whereas, um, you know, someone like Cole or Bryce, it's just it's it's going to be what it's going to be. It's not really going to be anything more than kind of a superficial physical attraction and some banter. Even right. though, even though. As we saw in Lethal Weapon, Cole was getting pretty, he was pretty affected by her. He was. I think he genuinely cared and, you know, would have, she wouldn't have been a a one night stand for him. She would have been, you know, maybe, maybe six months even, probably the longest relationship he's ever had. But even so, Chuck's looking at forever. Mm-hmm. And Sarah, I think, is finally coming around to saying, you know what? That's what I want. That is what yeah. I want. Yeah. The simple life. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. I think that's the the crux of it. As you, we were talking about last time we did this discussion, you were talking about her walls coming down and her having to be Sarah instead of Agent Walker. Yeah. And I think she's still grappling with that and um, l- figuring out that it's okay for her to have what she wants, to have something real with Chuck, that, that that's not a bad thing. I thought it was interesting that Cole seemed to me to be, um, it was just, he was just another Bryce. Mm-hmm. To, and that was it. So I think that's what finally, you know, made it click to me. You know, she's she would never go for Cole any more than she followed Bryce on his next mission. Mm-hmm. She just wasn't going to do it. Yeah, she's she's made up her mind. She still has to remind herself sometimes or recognize maybe when, you know, Bryce came in an unfamiliar package. 
it was the same the same offer, different person. And I think it maybe took her a little while to figure out that that's what was on offer. But yeah, and she did, and she said, you know what? No, um, there is nothing going on between us, mm-hmm. even though he tried. But to Cole's credit, and much to many fans' dismay, he turned out to be a nice guy. Yes, you know we did not want to like him, but by golly, by the time he left at the end of Lethal Weapon. He was a good guy and he saw that it was a, it was Chuck and Sarah and he encouraged Chuck to go for it. He did get in one more try with Sarah, but he told, he did tell Chuck, you know, don't take no for an answer if it's something you really, really want. So, right. So other things that happened, major things that happened since we're still talking about Chuck and Sarah, let's, let's finish that out a little bit. That scene at the fountain, um, where Sarah's there waiting on him. And, oh, and of course they had had to move in together. We mm-hmm. should mention that. Um, right. Yeah. They had to move in together and poor Chuck woke up. Um, I don't think he slept all night, quite frankly. <laughs> I don't think he did. <laughs> Sarah, I think had a really good night's sleep and Chuck was just petrified that he was going to mess something up there. Um, But anyway, so Sarah's waiting for him at the fountain and he comes back and he, you know what? He finally decided to man up and he sat down and he said, you, I'm crazy about you. Flat out told her, I'm crazy about you. I did not see that coming. I thought that we would have another kind of oblique conversation where, well, we both know what we're talking about, but we're not actually going to say anything. And but no, flat out, I'm crazy about you. I'm going to get this intersect out of my head and I'm going to spend the rest of the, my life with the woman I love. And it, it, I think it took Sarah a, a few beats to realize that the woman I love equals Sarah. But when she did, she had that, oh my gosh almost heartbreakingly beautiful smile, tiny little smile, but that look on her face. Yeah. Yvonne Serhovsky, my God, she just knocks it out of the park every time, doesn't she? Yeah. She's pretty, she's pretty potent in this role and, um, um, exceptionally good at the facial expressions, uh, more than anything else. I mean, she's fabulous all the way around, but you know, facial expressions that, you know, sometimes a look, says many things mm-hmm. and um, you know, you can almost hear the collective sigh you know, of relief when Chuck finally came out and said it. People have been waiting for that. Why doesn't he just tell her? Why doesn't he just tell her? It was, it was kind of a relief that he did, but at, at, at the same time, I kind of couldn't help. He interrupted her. She started to say something and I couldn't help but wonder what it was she would have said. I know. And they keep doing that. Yeah. They keep not letting her say, but you know, the thing, the times that she has gone ahead and said what she was wanted to say, it was, it's always been a deflection or some, some sort of a way to, to turn off that conversation before it gets too real. Yeah. Um, so I think in this case he did, and we were also seeing Chuck take control Mm-hmm. for a change and he needed to have he needed her to not interrupt him and he needed to say this is how it's going to be this is what I am going to do so that she I think for Sarah she needs to be secure that he loves her that's not going to change and his he has a plan he has a a way to for them to be together he, he's it's it may be a dream but he's going to make it re- a reality yeah. And, you know, I think in order for her to feel comfortable voicing her feelings for him, she needed that from him. And so now he's laid it out and he said, this is, this is how I feel about you. This is my next step. This is why I cannot live with you. 
And that's that. Right. And she's admitted to pretty much everyone except him, how she feels. But, but always again, obliquely. But I think now that she has that reassurance and that security and how he feels about her and that he's not helpless in his feelings about her, his feelings for her, he's going to be active in making it so that they can be together. I think maybe she will feel more confident about telling him. Yeah. And I didn't get the, I I didn't get the sense that he was saying it and then saying, okay, Sarah, the ball's in your court now. He was just saying it because this is how it is. Right. It needs to be said. Mm -hmm. And therefore. Right. And he's just going to, he's going to move forward now. So we'll see. We hope he is. We think he is. Pretty sure. Our speculation is. (laughs) I hope, but I do think that we need to see something similar from Sarah yeah. in the next couple of episodes. And I think that we will yeah, have, have some kind of actual reciprocation from her. Mm-hmm. So, but for, for what it was for the time that the, the timing, that was exactly what needed to happen. So kudos to them for doing that. And, you know, and one thing I like about Zachary Levi is that he can play the goofy side of Chuck and, you know, he was put through his bumbling spy paces in these two episodes. But once Chuck gets it, he he can snap, you know, Zach can, can switch mm-hmm. to, you know, I, I don't quite know how to describe it, but he can go from that kind of bumbling, goofy nerd to... To being sure of himself and knowing exactly what he's doing. And I love it when we see that he is a really smart guy. Mm-hmm. Which leads us to the final big reveal in that episode where that Tron poster that Ellie and Sarah want to get rid of is a much bigger deal than anyone else realizes. Yeah. I gasped and then I cheered because mm-hmm. our Chuck has been tracking information this whole time. He's been trying to figure it out on his own this whole time and nobody knew. Right. He's been putting that brain to work. And getting no credit for it. Yeah. It, it it looked like a big mess to me, but just the idea that the fact that he was doing that, I mean, he's obviously working something out. It just looked like a jumble to me. Yeah. But he hasn't been passive. Right. Right. That's what I love about it. He has not been passive. I think so many times it appears that Chuck is just a passive um, participant, if that's not an oxymoron, mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in Team Bartowski where he's you know, he's the name because he's got the intersect, but it was something that was forced on him. And when the flashes come, they're forced on him. So he doesn't really have any control over it. But now we're seeing that, no, in fact, he has been working on something on his own. He has had this project. He's not just some loser nerd along for the ride. He is trying to take the driver's seat at least. So so there you go. That was really cool. That was really, really cool. It was it was fabulous. And somebody sent us a ginormous copy. We've and we posted it on ChuckTV.net um, of the of yeah. that Tron poster, uh, the back of it, mm-hmm. not the front of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want to see the front of the Tron poster, you can just Google Tron, yeah. and then you'll see it. But and you'll see it. But I wonder if the Tron poster is what's going to give him away. You know, is Ellie going to be cleaning and, you know, just get so fed up with it and feel like, especially now that he's not actually moving in with Morgan or Sarah, Mm -hmm. is she just going to feel like that's it? I've had it and start, you know, go in there and try to get rid of some of his, 
childish things or, you know, things from that she feels are evidence that he's isn't growing up or moving forward. And then she finds out she, you know, turns over the poster and finds out. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. That's kind of tough to call because I, you know, and I was thinking about this too, as I was watching uh, the episode uh, last week that um, I, I just don't know if they will ever, Chuck is supposed to be in the world, in the spy world. He's got one foot in the spy world and one foot in his, in the real world there, <laughs> his own Chuck world. And I don't think that it would be safe to let Awesome or Ellie or Morgan or any of them in on his secret. But if they did accidentally, if they found out accidentally. Yeah, they'll have to cover it up. They're, cl- they're clever. Yeah. They'll, they'll find a way for Chuck to talk his way out of it. I'd like to see him try. <laughs> because because Sarah and Casey are on there. Yeah. And Ellie know, Ellie and Awesome and Morgan all know Sarah and Casey. That's true. So how can he explain that? Cause they're, and their actual ID badges are on there. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If I knew, I'd be one of the writers on the show. Touche. Making lots and lots of money. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> I'm not as brilliant. <laughs> just have to wait and see. You just it's, have to wait and see. I think these next six episodes are going to be killer, though. Yeah. The, from what we know, what's been coming out, we'll talk more about that in the spoiler section, but what's been coming out, hold on to your seats, people. Yeah. Pretty good stuff. Well, let's move on into listener emails and comments. We have a lot of them. These two episodes generated a lot of feedback. Um, the, the, in the forums, the checktv.net forum has been, we've been running through our spoiler and speculation threads like crazy. Um, so join us there if you would like more in-depth discussion about these two episodes and what's coming up. But let's move on to the listener emails and comments. All right. First one is from Sabrina from New York, and she says, hello there, it's Sabrina from New York. I wanted to say I'm a big fan of the podcast. I'm a big supporter of the whole Chuck-Sarah relationship. I just wish that they would get together already. They've had enough distractions with Lou, Jill, Bryce, and Cole Barker. I think that they both know that they're in love with each other. I'm sure it wouldn't make missions more difficult because they're already risking lives to save each other. But hey, what do I know? I'm only 12. (laughs) <laughs> look at this she's I our love, youngest listener she's that our youngest listener i love chuck and i love this podcast bye <laughs> and then after that was she sent that one in right after um beefcake aired and so then she wrote again after lethal weapon yeah and she says hey it's sabrina from new york i was just wondering on chuck's chart it says sarah lisa walker under sarah's picture but how does chuck know sarah's middle name do you have any ideas thanks Good catch, Sabrina. That's right, because if you recall, in episode 104, she just whispered her middle name, and Chuck was clear across the room. So does he have supersonic hearing? <laughs> or what? <laughs> among everything else. Yeah, among other his other super, superhero powers. Right. I don't know. That was a good question. Mm-hmm. Very good question. Or was that an oops? Hard to say. Mm-hmm. He might, but you know, we just found out that he's got this collection of information that nobody's known about. So maybe he's got other sources. Oh yeah. Than what we're seeing. Could be, could be from, uh, yeah, from the new information that he gained from the 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 bad intersect. 
Oh, true. It could be from the dark intersect, except we never saw him flash on their files. Well, we didn't, but I don't know. Hopefully oh. they'll explain that. I hope so. Um, but good. it was a good catch. And Sabrina, I'm only 12. Don't say I'm only 12, honey. You are a smart 12-year-old. She is. She is. So kudos to her, and thanks for writing in. Our next email comes from Chris, and he's from Northern Ireland. He says, hi, Gray and the girlies, who managed an excellent program last week by themselves. And that compliment means I'm going to give you the girlies. If you could see my face when I, if you'd seen my face when I first read this email, I was all, excuse me. But anyway, (laughs) um, he goes on to say, I'm enjoying your podcast from sunny Belfast, Northern Ireland, where I meet once a week with my friends for my very own Chuck night. We have become increasingly enamored with it over time, primarily because we see ourselves in Chuck's character so often. He really is a true nerd hero. You indicated that the status quo may be shaken up as a result of the upcoming season finale, and that really struck me. Given the interest of some fairly big names signing on as guest stars recently, do you think that the regular cast may also expand as a result of this change? Over here, we are all constantly applauding the fact that there isn't a single actor who does not pull his or her weight on that show, and it would be wick to dilute such a fantastically unique mix. Keep up the good work and have a great St. Patty's Day, Chris. P.S. Wick equals our equivalent of your equally colorful, it sucks, pronounced the same as Candlewick. So there are some big names that have signed on for the rest of the season uh, as as recurring guest stars. But the regular cast expanding, I'm going to go with, no, I don't think so. Yeah. In fact, I think it may be shrinking just a little bit, but I don't know for certain. So, yeah. I I can't see it expanding either. Maybe a change out here and there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we may swap out some characters, but I don't know that it's actually going to expand. And as far as the core... Chuck, Sarah, Casey, I don't really see that. That dynamic is is so set and so good. I mean, they're just such a good team that yeah. I don't think that that's going to change. Um, and, of course, Ellie and Awesome and Morgan are – they're the, the six main characters on the show. I don't really think that that's going to change. But I don't know. I Yeah. I don't know. I don't see it happening. No. But – Happy St. Patty's Day to you, too, Chris. Yes. Cheers to you. Thank you for writing in. And that was Chris from Belfast, Northern Ireland. And we'll just give a shout out to his nerd hero friends as they get together for their own Chuck night. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty fun. That has to be a good time there. Send us some pictures of you guys. That's Yeah, we'd love to have some pictures of you guys. S- send us some pictures. That'd be so cool. Yeah. Our next email comes from Mo. And he says, hey, Mel Liz, just want Mel Liz, (laughs) okay, instead of girlies, just Mel Liz, that'll do. Just wanted to say that the Lethal Weapon episode was awesome, especially the map at the end showing Chuck was up to something all this time. It was just super cool. Go here to find the map on NBC, and then then he shares a link with us, but we've already got it. (laughs) I love all the little notes he put here and there, especially the one for the general. Also, I loved your all girls podcast again and can't wait for the next writer interview much love mo thanks mo thanks mo and mo if i remember correctly is from uh one of the scandinavian countries i cannot remember exactly which one i apologize for that 
he was a frequent poster on the forums until he decided that he was posting too frequently and removed himself for a while. So it's great to hear from you, Mo. And I just wanted to mention that I've tried to email you back and it keeps bouncing. So I don't know if you need to check your email reply to uh, your, the reply to email on your, on your emails or what, but I have been trying to get back in touch with you and I did pass on some information that you sent for the forum members. So it's great to have you still interacting with us through the podcast at the very least, but we miss you on the forum. Yeah. So, so what was the, the note for the general? <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. On Chuck's chart. You can find that at NBC.com slash Chuck. And you'll be able to see the little, I don't know, they had the rotating feature thing and it's and it's on there. So the note for the general, I have to find the general. There she is. USAF DOD classified Roan's girlfriend. Roan's girlfriend? What? Roan's girlfriend. Huh? Okay, number one, that's a terrible photo. <laughs> yeah. But, Roan's girlfriend. That's right. Because remember at the end of seduction, when he says he'll be right there, many were speculating that it was him being, being called to, to come hang out with, with Beckman. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Hopefully we'll get some clarification on this. Yeah. But by the end of the season. Good catch, Mo. We hadn't seen that. Yeah. So. Anyway, All right. Interesting. Well, our next email is a follow-up from Eric from Norway. And he says, hello, all of you. Thank you for answering my last email. I was up on top of my roof today, shoving a load of snow when I heard Mel and Liz mentioning me on the podcast. I was so excited that I almost fell off the edge. I was really thrilled and felt I had to write immediately. Thanks a lot for the 1.5 minutes of fame. You are all pretty, and I'm looking forward to your next podcast, Eric from Norway. P.S. I remember you talking about Bimoria being PC or Mac, so I was wondering, what are you guys? I personally am a Mac man. Well, first of all, Eric, please be careful <laughs> while you are on the roof shoveling loads of snow and listening to our podcast, and I hope that you're not doing something equally precarious as you are listening to this episode. Right. Um, right. He's going to be like right. tightrope walking without a net, and so there he goes. We, we, <laughs> We probably we probably should have put a, a you know a kind of a warning before we read this. Eric, get off the roof now. <laughs> yes. Uh, your heart. Yeah, um, yeah. I really that made us laugh a lot when we got it. Did, did so. Um, and in answer to your question, I'm a Windows. I'm a PC person. I have a, a desktop that runs. Uh, Windows XP and a laptop that runs Windows Vista. And that's primarily just because all of the applications I use I and peripherals are easier to use with Windows. I don't really care either way. But it's just more convenient. Yeah. Same here. I, I had always heard that Mac was for more artistic people, and I don't have an artistic bone in my body. <laughs> So I figured I wasn't qualified to have a Mac. <laughs> There's a prerequisite. <laughs> right. So, yeah. But, dude, I have a Dell. Dude. Dude, I have a Dell. Windows Vista, which which I'm sometimes happy with and sometimes not. Yeah, it takes a little bit of getting used to. Yeah. Gray also replied to that inquiry because he couldn't resist. 
And he says, I've been a diehard Mac user since about 1989. I even wrote a successful shareware app. My home has the following. Mac Pro 4X 2.66, MacBook Core 2 Duo 2.0 gigahertz, dual G4 slash 1.25, upgraded Sawtooth single G4 with 1.0 gigahertz Sonic gigahertz sonnet upgrade quad intel 3.0 gigahertz efi dash x usb based mac clone just built it we're also diehard itv users my shareware app was a utility for itv we have four models which i used to tape tons of tv in sd and hd since i work in tv editing and writing i need to archive a lot of content for research purposes yeah a likely story gray <laughs> uh-huh. yeah <laughs> if that's how you can Justify that. If you, yeah, right. You know, so I think, I think there was just, yeah, I think, um, several of our listeners probably just had a nerdgasm, um, yes. from that, because, <laughs> but it doesn't really mean much to me. I know that those are all computers or, yeah. so, yeah. <laughs> That's why I say I'm glad that you had to read that because I, yeah. would have just been stumbling over this one more than I, more than usual. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, there you go, Eric. There's your answer. Now you can go back up on your roof. <laughs> it's safe. <laughs> okay. Elena writes to us. She says, hey, Chuck Podcast Gang. My name's Elena. I'm from Rochester, New York. I've loved your podcast for a while. Your in-depth discussions always reveal more things about the episodes of Chuck and enrich my viewings of the show. I had a question about the introduction of the new Sarah love interest, Cole Barker. As much as it makes me sad that Chuck and Sarah aren't together anymore, I really enjoyed Barker and Chuck versus the beefcake. He's a pseudo James Bond womanizer guy, and maybe it was his mesmerizingly sexy British accent, but he fits seamlessly into the show, unlike other guest stars, Jill. And I really enjoyed the torture scene with Sarah, him, and Chuck. Were you guys as enthusiastic as I was? In parentheses, she puts plus Zachary Levi's comedic timing through the episode, Priceless. His line about the pre-torture made me laugh so hard I missed the rest of the scene. Thanks so much, Elena. Well, I agree. I <laughs> Thank goodness for, um, you know, stop action, you know, that little button you could uh-huh. just put to pause because otherwise I'd miss a whole lot of Chuck. Um I, I agree though. Um, so so she liked him like I did, mm-hmm. and pretty much for the same reasons. The accent, yeah. Well, I, <laughs> you know, I'm not an accent person as much as I'm a you know, a chest person. Go ahead, take your shirt off. You know, <laughs> guys, take your shirt off, and I'm happy. I don't care what accent, no accent. I don't care. Don't talk at all. <laughs> uh, see, I'm an accent person, so I was more. Um, intrigued by him because he had the the mesmerizingly sexy British accent than for his looks but um this is such this is so girly it is or sorry guys <laughs> sorry gray yeah uh but he did she's right he did fit pretty seamlessly into the show he was in you know we've said before that a lot of times the guest stars just they just fit they're they're not really stunt casting they're just there and but he was more organic i think than than many yes. of, i mean even as well as the show does guest stars he was even even fit even better i think yes. as as much as the um chuck and sarah fans didn't want him to by the end of that that two episode arc i think everybody could pretty well see that yeah he was a good character and i wouldn't mind if he came back 
Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't mind at all. <laughs> no, really, I wouldn't. <laughs> really? 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 Especially seriously. if he lost his luggage and then somehow lost his shirt, too. Yeah. So the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Again, with apologies to Gray. For that. So, yeah, he was, uh, he was a good character. Mm-hmm. We liked him. Moving on, we have Andy from England. He says, hello from England. Love the podcast, but thought that you would want to know when Chuck is being shown in England for all the fans. It will be in May on Virgin One. Cannot wait. Until then, I will be listening, just skipping the episode reviews. Love the pod. Keep going, Andy. P.S. Who are the boys Mel always says hi to at the end of the pod? Well, congratulations to the England, the fans in England. You're going to be getting season two soon, sometime in May. We don't have an exact date, but at some point in May, it will be airing on Virgin One. So keep your ears tuned. For more on that, and um, in the meantime, you can skip the episode reviews if you wish when listening to the podcast. If you're trying to stay as unspoiled as possible, I'm not sure how you're going to do that, but I don't know what else Andy could be listening to if he's not listening to chats about the episodes. But listen, he does. God bless him. Mm-hmm. And in answer to your other question, the, the boys, Vern and the boys that I sh- give a shout out to at the end are... Um, some of our servicemen who are overseas in Afghanistan and they have, they download the podcasts and they watch Chuck online whenever they can. And we've been in some communication with them. So it's just a way to say, Hey, still thinking about you guys <clears throat> still appreciate what you're doing over there and, you know, keeping them in our thoughts. Yeah. So that was kind of a twofold email, a shout out to Vern again, mm-hmm. Vern and the guys mm-hmm. and, and Andy's thoughts. Yes information. Our friend Sydney is back from Toronto. Sydney says, hey again, I've got some serious opinions of Chuck versus the beefcake. You and nine million others, Sydney. (laughs) (laughs) I listened to the most recent podcast, The Day of the New Chuck. Although I wasn't expecting the episode of Chuck to be girly, I was still disappointed, mostly because Sarah was being stupid and, and ignoring Chuck. I will admit that I judge each episode based on the Chuck and Sarah moments, but some of the funniest Chucks are ones where there were no cute moments. I have always had a very big respect for the for Sarah, but this last episode has had me quite angry with her. I remember you saying that you felt as though Casey and Sarah had switched personalities for Chuck versus the Gravitron, and I think it's the case with this episode as well. Sarah completely blew off Chuck for the hottie, and several times Casey and Chuck had a sort of heart-to-heart. What do you think? What do we think? Well, um, of course, she wrote this after watching Chuck versus the Beefcake, and we haven't heard from her yet on her thoughts um, about Lethal Weapon. Because I think while a lot of people did feel like Sarah was acting out of character in Beefcake, I think her motivations became clearer with Lethal Weapon. And it was somewhat redeeming. Um, And... Yeah, you know, Casey does seem to be stepping it up a little bit with with him and, and Chuck. I think he's still moving towards that kind of mentor, uh, teacher position for Chuck, mm-hmm. which I yeah. wonder if they're not setting something up for later, maybe next season. Um, the, that would be fun. Yeah, I think that could be really cool. Um, but yeah, it, it but. I want to say that, yes, it does seem like they kind of switch personalities a little bit, uh, Casey and Sarah did, but I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think it just shows us 
that these are not two dimensional characters, that there's a lot going on, you know, not, not every, just because someone has a, a way that they act most of the time doesn't mean that that's how they will act all of the time. And so I think it's kind of cool when we get to see those other layers of the, those other elements of the character's personalities on Chuck. So that's my answer. Hang in there, Sydney. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Yeah. And as we were prepping for today's email, uh, today's podcast, we had an email from our friend Jorge from Chile. So we wanted to include that as well. He says, hi again, guys. I hope you're doing great. I am just writing to say hi and congratulations for the podcast. It's really getting better by every episode. The interview with Norman Buckley was great because we got to know about the whole plot with Kayla that didn't make the cut. That part was good for trivia. Also, the show is getting better. Also, the show is getting better every week, and it's quite obvious that a big finale is coming. Can't wait to catch it. I have a question for you guys. You know I'm from Chile and all that, but I was wondering, how could I help with the numbers, meaning ratings, of Chuck? I've passed the show to several people, but they're all Chileans. Doesn't that count for something? I mean, could it ever mean something? I think it should count because many people watch the show overseas. I also did the same thing with Eli Stone, but as you can see, it didn't work. I was thinking that a good way to get their attention is to buy the DVDs, but there should be a more immediate boost to a show that I'm watching and that I don't want it to be canned. Don't you think? Thanks for everything. You really make some of my days with your great podcast. Hope to catch you again soon. And remember, you're all pretty. Bye, Jorge. Well, thanks for writing in again, Jorge. It's always a pleasure to hear from you. And in answer to your question, we actually have quite a few international Czech fans who are wondering what they can do. Um, I think buying the DVDs helps a lot, but especially if you can watch the episodes at NBC.com or at Hulu.com, that makes a big difference as well. Um, I know that some some countries it's blocked. The access is blocked. I'm not sure if, if you guys can get in or not, get in to watch those or not, but that makes a difference. Um but other than that, I I don't know what to tell you. If you don't get NBC and you don't you can't watch NBC, if you can't watch Chuck on NBC, then it's not going to make as big of an impact, I suppose. Unfortunately, so right now it's basically the Americans duking it out for a third season. Yeah. But we sure appreciate your support, and it's nice to know that you guys are eager as eager as we are for a third season. Right. Yeah. And if you can access NBC, please do. Yes. So that wraps up our very long listener emails and comments section for this time. We love to hear from you. So be sure to email us with your questions and comments. Please be sure to mention the city and country where you're emailing from. And you can send in photos if you'd like for those to appear in the uh, enhanced podcast. Just make sure that you have permission from anyone who's in the photo to for us to uh, reproduce that on the web. So you can send in your comments to mail at chuckpodcast.com. And we, like I said, we love to hear from you and we'll answer those questions and comments on future podcasts. You can also leave an audio comment or question on my voicemail. It's 310-594-3755. And we will play those on the podcast and answer your questions and comments as well. And that concludes this part of the podcast for Chuck versus the podcast. And we're going to move on into our spoiler section right now. So if you'd like to pause or stop or uh, go get a hamburger, now's the time to do it. <laughs> now's the time to do it. And uh, we just want to thank you all for listening and for writing and for voting for us on Podcast Alley. And 
we will talk to you next time. That's right. Remember to leave comments for us on Podcast Alley and iTunes or at Chuck Podcast, www.chuckpodcast.com and mail us with your questions. We'll see you next time. Okay, we're in our spoilers section right now of Chuck versus the podcast, and we're going to be talking about stuff that hasn't happened yet and um, is likely to happen based on spoiler information that we have posted at chucktv.net. And our first, what we have, we're going to read uh, listener emails. Uh, Mo sent in something that we'd like to read to you, and this is a speculation that he's got for us and we'll see we'll see what's going to happen here and talk a little bit about it Mo says I have a theory you could share on your podcast maybe I don't remember if you put those in your spoiler section of the podcast Um, I say this because it has spoilers for future episodes and is based on the spoilers that may or not be true for this season finale episode and here it goes if you look at the map that Chuck has it reminded me of the SD6 map that was actually the alliance map in Alias where Sydney learns how much more complicated her work will be in the future. I'm wondering if Fulcrum could not be a smaller cell in a bigger operation. That's where the elders come in. They each have one cell to run, and Fulcrum is one of those. I know the Fulcrum guy in Lethal Weapon thinks he is doing this for the good of old US of A, but maybe they are being lied to. Maybe the elders want global domination, and Fulcrum is the is the USA cell. Hmm. Hmm. That would be a game changer if you ask me, but I'm afraid Chuck can't become this big unless Chuck himself changes jobs and becomes a banker. As in Sydney's job and alias, yeah. Okay. Or have an excuse to travel the world. All this is more wishful thinking than anything else, just like I was thinking about another thing they should do, being a recurring villain in season three. I I suggest Summer Glau, since Terminator seems to be... Getting the big axe. Wait. I'll bite your tongue. No, it's not. Not <laughs> yet. Let her be the daughter of one of the elders, and she could be t- a t- one tough opponent for Sarah. I would love to see them fight. Hmm. Anyway, too much? <laughs> and again, I don't know if you girls put those spoilers emails in the podcast. We do. <laughs> yeah. Much love, Mo. So the gist of his theory is that Fulcrum is just one cell in a larger operation, which, you know, one of the um, suspension of disbelief elements about Chuck is that Los Angeles is the spy capital of the world. <laughs> so if, um, you know, cause everything seems to be happening there and the threats are always in LA. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's, there's some plausibility to that, to that idea that it's more than just an LA based operation could be could be yeah. um never having seen alias i have no idea what that reference oh. <laughs> means <laughs> whatsoever <laughs> well the, yes you are going to be pretty lost aren't you i i um, was kind of <laughs> it's basically what happened in alias is that she saw a map she um had she yeah she saw a map that revealed to her that sd6 was in fact number six in a string of similar organizations that were all that were global and were all working for world domination, basically. And she was already basically a double agent. She thought she thought she was working for 
the United States. And then she found out that no, she was not. And so she became a double agent and she then, so she was trying to bring down SD six. And then she discovered that her job was a lot bigger than she thought it was. Oh, yeah. So what Mo is speculating is that Chuck's trying to bring down Fulcrum, but as it turns out, the operation is quite a bit bigger than, than he thinks it is. Hmm. So, um, as far as with the elders, I'm still trying to be very, very careful and not, you know, it's one thing if Asiello or Kristen, if, you know, Entertainment Weekly or E! Online or somebody like that reveals spoilers, because they usually do so with the, the blessing of the showrunners and the network. Right. It's another thing when I do it <laughs> and <laughs> when checktv.net does it. So we have to be very, very careful about what we say. So um, I will just say that I don't, I don't know that this is the way that they're, they're going, but with the introduction of the elders, the scope does become quite a bit bigger than what it has been so far. Hmm. I think that's safe. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to leave it right there. Okay. And we'll move into speaking of Asialo from EW.com. He has uh, some spoilers for the rest of the season that he posted uh, a few days ago. Here's what he has in bullet point format. Multiple weddings, a shocking death. Morgan departs the buy more. Chuck and his father are reunited. Chuck and Sarah are going further than they ever have before. Chevy Chase, the return of Jeffster, the return of Bryce, the return of the Awesomes, and a game-changing twist that will hopefully launch the show into season three. Well, I could do without the return of Jeffster. Well, <laughs> I can confirm what they're doing. They're playing at the wedding. Oh. Okay. That was um, pretty painful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's see. We already knew Chevy Chase was returning and he's going to be in three or four episodes. And now that he spilled the beans about Bryce, I will confirm that Bryce is in fact the familiar partner to whom Sarah is reassigned in the finale. That was in our original spoiler for the, uh, for the final episode of the season. So yes, he does return. Um, and of course we can assume the, the awesomes are back for Ellie and Devin's wedding. So that'll be fun. We'll get to see Bruce Boxleitner and Maureen Fairchild again. Um, I wonder if we'll see his brothers. Ooh. Hmm. Hmm. Um, we did already know that Chuck and his father will be reunited. And as far as Chuck and Sarah going further than they ever have before, that is, it, there's a lot of speculation going on on the ChuckTV.net forum about whether that is a play on words, whether further instead of farther makes a difference. So I guess we'll have to wait and see on that. Mm. Um, so the shocking death, I don't know. Morgan depart, departs the buy more. Shocking I, death. Shocking death. Hmm. Hmm. Who could that be? Hmm. Gee. My bet's on the general. You think? Yeah, that's my, my that's where I'm laying my money. Okay. I haven't come down in, on anything yet on who I think it is, but. That is valid speculation, I think. Um, I know what multiple weddings means, but I'm not ready to uh, reveal that yet. And Morgan leaving the buy more. Hmm. Hmm. I bet Anna has something to do with that. I wonder if he will stay gone from the buy more. Yeah. Hmm. 
because does that mean Anna's leaving too? And what's going to happen to what's going to happen to you know Jeff and Lester without Morgan? I know. I know. Maybe maybe their band really takes off and they sign a deal and they leave the buy more too. Oh, ouch! <laughs> <laughs> it's just Big Mike and Emmett. <laughs> well. <clears throat> Anyway, that's Aziello's take on everything. Mm-hmm. And as we know, they are writing a Bible according to Aziello as we speak. <laughs> Comp- compilation of all his, all his bits and bobs and <laughs> mm-hmm. analyzing them to try to figure out if words like further versus farther actually mean anything. Right. So, but we will move on to show synopsises. Synopses. Right. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, for episode 2.18, Chuck versus the Broken Heart, we'll start with that one. Chuck and Sarah's relationship puts Sarah's job in jeopardy. Aha. Uh-huh. Trisha Helfer from Battlestar Galactica guest stars. I have been waiting for this episode. Me too. When Chuck expresses his feelings about his complicated relationship with Sarah, a heartless female agent named Alex Forrest, guest starring Trisha, is sent to evaluate Sarah's performance as Chuck's handler. Morgan, Jeff, and Lester try to weasel their way into getting invited to Awesome's bachelor party. That should be pretty funny. That should. Uh, And we do know that Trisha Helfer had something to do with the bachelor party as well. Yes. So, you know, now that you read, having you read that out loud, when Chuck expresses his feelings about his complicated relationship with Sarah, comma, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of speculation about who he's talking to and, and how that then leads to the second clause there. A heartless female agent comes to evaluate, is sent to evaluate Sarah's performance. <sighs> there's been a lot of speculation that somehow Chuck spills the beans to the general about his relationship with Sarah. But if you read that out loud, it reads as when Chuck expresses his feelings about his complicated relationship with Sarah, as in he's talking to Sarah, mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. results in, in uh, Alex force being sent. So I wonder if we've been reading it wrong this whole time. Mm. Those sneaky people. I don't know. What if he and Sarah are talking in down in the castle and they don't realize that the, the comm channel is open and General Beckman can hear him? Oh. Oh, that would be uh. interesting. Yes, that could happen. That could happen. I guess we'll you know, find you can out. See, you can see Chuck hitting a button or mm-hmm. something. Or I, sitting down. He sits yeah. down on a control panel. Yes. Or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah, me too. All right, so that is the episode that airs um, tonight, actually, Monday, uh, March 23rd. And that sets off a six-episode run of new episodes. So next week we will get episode 2.19, Check versus the Dream Job. The official synopsis for that episode reads, Things are looking up for Chuck when he finds his father and lands his dream job, or so he thinks. And this episode guest stars Chevy Chase and Scott Bakula. Chuck's life seems to be coming together. His long-absent father, Steve, guest star Scott Bakula, has returned, and he's landed his dream job with his hero, Ted Rourke, guest star Chevy Chase. Unfortunately for Chuck, neither turns out to be quite what he expected. And this episode airs on Monday, April 6th. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
So we finally get to see Papa Bartowski. That should be interesting. That'll be cool. I'm going to be excited really? to see that one too. Me too. So after that, it should be the week following, right? Unless uh-huh. we get interrupted by someone or something. Spoilers for episode 2.20, Chuck versus the first kill would read, Chuck turns to a surprising person from his past in order to find his father. Tony Hale from Arrested Development, Scott Bakula, and Jordana Brewster. Yes, star. She's coming back. After Chuck's father, Steve, is kidnapped by Fulcrum, Chuck learns the only chance he has to find him is by putting his trust and life into the hands of the person he trusts the least, his ex-girlfriend, Jill Roberts. Uh Mm Uh-oh. Meanwhile, the Buy More team tries to sabotage Emmett's corporate evaluation. Emmett, played by Tony Hale. Hmm. So Jill is back. Jill is back. They have to trust her, and Hmm. they're not going to want to do that. Yeah, I can't say as I blame them. We don't see anything in the synopsis about Sarah being jealous of Jill, so I guess that's good. Mm -hmm. I wonder how much of Sarah we're actually going to see in those those couple of episodes doesn't sound like much, huh? Well, I think it, what's happening is that the, the Chuck and Sarah relationship, um, once, once we get through a broken heart, I think maybe we've come to a point where it's no longer the focus. Right. You know, because there's a lot of intersect stuff that needs to be dealt with for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. So that's my take on it. And that's a lot. Yeah. You know, the relationships only make up part of the show. Exactly. As much as you hate to admit it. (laughs) There's, I think that Chuck and Sarah will be in a, in a good secure place by the end of Broken Heart so that we can then focus on the return of Chuck's dad, Ted Rourke, the intersect, getting the intersect out of Chuck's head. You know, I think his motivations will be the same. He wants to get the intersect removed so that he and Sarah can be together. But I think that. It, the relationship won't be the main focus. I think the the, uh, the action and the and the overall um, mythology arc will become the focus. So, which is good. I'm ready for that. I am too. Yeah. I'm really ready for it. <laughs> that and I don't mean that in a bad way. No, um, I, I'm interested in Chuck and Sarah's relationship and and all that, but um, I, I'm really looking forward to what goes on outside of that bubble. Yes, me too. And I think that we've got a lot of really good stuff coming up. So, yeah, I can't wait. I can't either. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it for us for this episode of Chuck versus the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And again, you can vote for us at podcastalley.com and leave comments for us there and at iTunes, wherever you happen to be downloading these episodes. And uh, don't forget to check out the, the watch it, buy it, share it campaign at chucktv.net and send in your questions and comments to mail at chuckpodcast.com. We will see you next time. See you next.